hello and welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. My name is Bianca Woolwick and I'm the host. I interview my friends and people that inspire me to figure out if they have the key to life and they feel successful or feel like they don't fit in like I do. Anyway, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy the episode. listeners. It's been kind of a crazy month. Um, I've been pretty vulnerable in my podcast, just talking about how my husband is deploying and how that's been tough on me. Um, So last week there was no bonus episode, um, but this week there is. And this interview comes because um, it actually comes from the conversation that I had in February with my guest, Melrose, uh, where she asked me if I could step back in time or if I could think about what drives my soul, what I would end up doing. And I said podcasting. And it's been quite a while since she and I interviewed, for which I of course apologize, Melanie. But I just wanted to share it as I'm now doing something that really drives my soul. It felt like kind of a thank you for her to kind of push me into this creativity, but also as a lifeline because this podcast has really lifted up my spirits when I've had a really, really tough year. So I just want to thank you all for your support. As always, I hope you enjoy the interview, the bonus episode. There will be a brand new episode on Monday. Um, and I know that everyone's been really liking this bonus episode slash regular episode cadence, and they're really just regular episodes in general. So I'm going to continue to do that. So thank you, everyone, and I hope that you enjoy the episode. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Another beautiful day inside my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. So to my listeners, uh, this is Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome, and my lovely guest today is Melanie Rose Prince. So yeah. Melanie... Uh, just kind of want to introduce you. So, you know, I'm just going to throw you into it. Who are you? What do you do, et cetera? Um, your elevator pitch. Sure. Um, I am, well, I've been a lot of things and uh, it has led me to being a business coach. I do business and mindset coaching and specifically I help women who deal with chronic illness and high sensitivity to build an online business that is really compatible with their lifestyle and aligns with their purpose and their dreams and uh, without dealing with like the typical hustle of a business. So really aligning with their health. Yeah. And I love that. And just having you in my life just as a friend has always been a super positive for me, but it's only recent that you and I met or reconnected rather. Um, We met on the internet as (laughs) women in their, in their adult life have to do because it's really hard to make friends. Um, and so, yeah, we met on Bumble BFF, we matched, and then we both share a love hate relationship with the bachelor. So that's kind of (laughs) how we reconnected. But what was crazy to me was that you and I were sitting there watching the finale of the most recent bachelor. And we realized like, wait, we've met before. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. It was so synchronistic. Yeah. We, we met in a completely different city and I, but I like remembered all the details as soon as it all, it like came flowing back. It was really, it was really cool. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I reached out, well, actually your 
I have to thank you because you're the reason that I started this podcast. Mm. Um, we had been talking and you were kind of, I was frustrated in my job where I was mm-hmm. feeling like very undervalued and underappreciated. Mm-hmm. And we were discussing, you were kind of walking me through that of like how you would have navigated it. And you were kind of in a, in a change and a shift yourself. Um, so we were both kind of talking it out. And you asked me and you said, if you were to close your eyes and like manifest, like what would make you happy? Or you said something similar, something beautiful. You have better words and language than me. But you asked me like, what would you want to do? And I said, I want a podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at the time I had no idea what it would be about, but you basically told me to marinate 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 on it and think about it. And I did. And all of a sudden it came to me. I think I was sitting in my bathtub and I was like, aha. I must get out of this bathtub and I must text Mel. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just kind of threw myself into it. And I have to thank you for that because you kind of gave me this cosmic push to go forward. I'm so happy to hear that. And I remember, and also this was like, the last time we saw each other was like a, a few days before COVID. Like February, wasn't it? Or maybe the no, it was March. March. Oh yeah. It was March. It was, it was the Bachelor finale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, what a yeah, garbage heap. Yeah, it was just a few days before, like, shit hit the fan. Can I curse on this thing? Yeah, you can curse. Um, yeah, okay. So it was before everything went down, and um, and I remember you texting me about it, and I was just like so stoked for you. So yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's been um, it's been kind of a whirlwind as I've kind of been following everyone that I know in quarantine, and like, mm-hmm. um, I've definitely seen some really positive, beautiful things because you also kind of started investing in something that like you believed in, which was very mm-hmm. inspiring for me. Mm-hmm. to like kind of watch you like grow into your purpose more more of a purpose like you've mm-hmm. always had your purpose but something that you love doing mm-hmm. um and then for me it's like i have other friends that are now like they're creating masks or they're um they're trying out some like they're they're making cocktails on youtube or they're doing just something that's like giving back in a certain way and i think that's really beautiful but we're also at a point now where all of the positives and like, wow, this is such a great time to reconnect with everyone and all of that. That's kind of dissipating because now there's such a negative shift in behavior. Mm -hmm. And so you and I kind of vent to each other about it, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, there's obviously there's like, I think that venting and like emoting is very important. And I also like what I see happening and what you, what you just touched on is right now, I feel like maybe for the first, well, definitely for the first time for some people, they have the space and like the permission to finally just be and to like ex- explore and express what they want to be exploring and expressing because they don't, they're not tied to like, or shackled to something else, like their job that they've been doing just because they thought that's what they're supposed to be doing. So it's, it's really interesting to see how certain people are moving through this time and taking this space and it's pretty cool. And I think that it's all part of the evolution process. Yeah. And I always say this, but I mean, you can't come out of quarantine um, by the time I'm sure by the time this releases, we will, Mm -hmm. I will still be in quarantine at least. Um, I don't know about anyone else, but I'm sure that this is going to really shape and change the way that everything is happening in the world. But I, I always say you can't come out of this not a better, like if you're not coming out of this more creative, more empathetic, more, you know, more humble, more, you know, loving, um, more kind, more human, then I think that you're doing it wrong and you kind of need to go back to the drawing board and figure out like why you didn't take this time more positively. Um, Mm -hmm. and so 
I, I think that there's going to be a lot of judgment shifts in how I view relationships based on how they're handling this. And I think that's totally healthy to realize that how someone handled the situation doesn't serve me. Yeah, I think that I think that it's really amplifying. I mean, I think any it's like a catalyst and any catalyst will like amplify what's already there. And so it's just amplifying things for people. And it's also helping people see what is important and what is what they do want in their lives. And like for you, I think that's helping you to see like what's really important and what your values are and what's aligning with your values, whether that's people or situations. And that's great. And I think a lot of people are in that space right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, Mm -hmm. Oh, I just, I, it's going to be a more interesting world than our new normal, but I, and I hate yeah. that I say that. I hate that it's I say new normal, normal blah, 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 but, <laughs> uh, but, you know, and then I'm also going to say another thing that makes me want to vomit in these uncertain times. Um, yeah. You know, all we can do is try and be positive and be the best versions of ourselves. So I'm proud of you for being the best version of you and working on you. And I'm so, again, grateful that you pushed me to actually speak and have a voice. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Oh, thanks. Mm -hmm. So let's hop into it. So when I originally came to you with this concept and I told you what I wanted to, you were like, yes, I want to be part of it. Um, And so I am so excited to have you on here. Um, And so I, I always find that with this subject of imposter syndrome, that it's deeply tied to the feelings of success and failure and the Mm -hmm. feelings of not fitting in and that stuff. So we'll start with the first question, which I always love asking my guests, um, which is, do you, do you feel like you have it all figured out? Uh, absolutely not. I, (laughs) um, (laughs) I think that as I get, as I learn more and more, as I get older, I learn how much I don't know. Mm-hmm. And um, I, what has been most helpful in my success and in my growth is keeping a beginner's mindset. So, um, yeah, like, so I have this thing like sitting on my shelf. It's this cute little like collage art piece. And it says, I'm clueless, but I'm learning. I like and, that. Yeah. And so it's like, especially right now, I mean, you know, you said like in these uncertain times and like, that's something that's said all the time right now, but like, when have we ever had certainty? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And all I, I, I know a few things for certain. And that is like what I feel in my body, how I can behave, how I can react to situations. But other than that, I don't know. I can just observe. I can, I can respond. And I don't, I don't think I have anything figured out except how I can behave. Yeah. Similar to you, I kind of always say I'm a jack of all trade, master yeah. of few. There's mm-hmm. like there's nothing I can't figure out how mm-hmm. to do, and, and especially in my position or my role. Um, but there's definitely things I know I'm not the strongest with. Totally. And and it's it's especially like for me, like being in marketing and wanting to get back into it and looking at job postings right now, I'm like, ugh, like, okay, so you say you want a digital marketing manager, but really all you want is Facebook ads. And I hate Facebook ads. So that's yeah. not a position that I want to do. Um, and I'm not loving right now what I'm seeing. <laughs> I'm not yeah. feeling the passion and the spark that would really drive me right now. And it's frustrating because it just not right now is not my time to, to, to job search, I guess. And that's hard. Um, yeah. I have a hustle drive. Totally. It's interesting. Like even the, even the expression figured out, like I actually used to take pride in that. I'm like, I can figure anything out. 
and I am, I'm, I'm clever. I'm like, I, I'm savvy. I can figure things out like when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. But like what I, one of the things that actually has like liberated me is realizing that I don't have to figure anything out. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. That is really yeah. liberating. Yeah. And yeah. I actually like appreciate that. And actually like in, in looking in, like under the lens of like job posts, just as an example, um, it's more like now I'm like, okay, like you want this, 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 and this, and this, well, that's an entire marketing department. So, um, you really are asking someone to do 10 things right? and it's hard to focus when you have to specialize in more than one thing, but eh, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens next. I don't know what's next for me, but I'm, I'm enjoying talking to people right now. Yeah. It seems like you have (laughs) something really awesome, like going, like the momentum of it going and that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, and moving on into the discussion, um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask the question I ask everyone, which is, do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome in what ways? And what does imposter syndrome mean to you? Mm -hmm. So I have never felt like I fit in and I, I definitely for a long time and even into my adulthood and into, and it shows up still and I have to examine it. I've, I tried to fit in, you know, because like, that's a safe thing. Um, but growing up, like I was kind of the sensitive, creative kid, very, very sensitive, um, like stayed in the, on the sidelines type thing. And, um, but I never felt like I belonged anywhere. I was felt kind of alien. And, um, and I also really didn't have a grasp on like what my sensitivities and gifts of like being intuitive meant. And I just felt like something was wrong with me. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I, I had a pretty rough childhood, so it, it, you know, it's definitely shaped me into who I am right now. And I could talk about my childhood forever and I'm not going to, but like, <laughs> it just, I never, I never, I never felt like I fit in. And I always, um, the people that I got along with best were also the people who were kind of like, you know, like the misfits. So, um, yeah. And, and I, I am not mad about that. You know, like I, I think fitting in sometimes like is kind of overrated. Um, but when it comes to imposter syndrome, I think it's a little different than feeling like you fit in and imposter syndrome for me, at least is always like, it's, it's like that feeling. I remember the first time I really started feeling it. And it's when I started my first business, uh, a little more than 10 years ago. And it was a photography business and I was very good at photography. And I, and I started having very quick success in New York city and I, had this sudden fear that like, uh, you know, people were going to find out that like, I wasn't something like I, I just, I wasn't even sure to what they just felt like I was going to be found out, you know? And I feel like that's where imposter syndrome runs in. Like, Oh, they're going to find out like, I don't have a degree in photography. I don't have a degree. Like I don't have some kind of credibility that proves that I am worthy of success. And that's where I think imposter syndrome comes in often for me that like, I'm not worthy of the success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And Mm -hmm. similar to you kind of, um, you know, I don't, I, and when it comes to family and talking about my childhood and all of that, I'm I'm pretty 
cards close to the chest on it for people. I just, I kind of leave it at like, I'm not close with them. I, I, you know, I don't talk about them. My my parents are very secret, like not secretive, but very conservative and and Mm -hmm. quiet and they don't want a lot of attention. So for me, like growing up, I was, I was very unique. And because of that, I was made fun of relentlessly. Mm -hmm. I had bullies and I always kind of danced to beat of my own drum to my detriment. And so when I got to college, I was like, okay, like we don't want to be this weird kid anymore. We want to be, mm-hmm. we want to fit in. We want to like do all these things. And I, I, I wish I could go back and slap that person upside the head. But of course, um, you know, the, 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 the innate feeling of wanting to be popular and fitting in and all of that, when that's all, you know, is, is hard. And I would have saved myself so much time, energy, and effort if I had just been like, myself the entire time. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it wasn't until my late twenties that I realized like, Oh, you can just be yourself. And like the word, like nothing's going to happen. Like Mm -hmm. the, and and so for me with my imposter syndrome and how I feel about imposter syndrome, it's similar to you where it's very career driven Mm -hmm. where, um, for me, like, I know I, I, you know, I know I'm qualified and I know I'm great, but like, my boss is going to come in any day and be like, ha, you know, this was just a trial run. See you later. <laughs> or like, mm-hmm. yeah. you have no idea what you're talking about. Like get out. And mm-hmm. I lived in this fear bubble constantly where I didn't want to rock the boat or I didn't want to give my opinion or I didn't want to like, I, I would, I would ask for something and I backpedal it. And I think that there's power in recognizing that voice that tells you, no, you can't and learning how to tell it that you're worthy. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I, I think that, um, especially in America with our society, there's, um, some benchmark of success or what it means to be successful and how, what that looks like and, um, you know, how one gets there. And so I think that, and especially, I mean, I also have this experience as a woman and as a businesswoman or, you know, somebody who is working their way up in a bit in a company or with their own with their own company I think it might feel at least for me my experience is that I feel like I have more to prove as far as my competency Mm -hmm. and so um you know and being taken seriously and um you know just as a woman yeah so that's that's where a lot of that comes in for me too and like I've had that experience when working for other people too where they won't take me as seriously or like, I wonder when the other shoe is going to drop and you know, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of beating a dead horse at this point. Like I've explored it a lot on mm-hmm. my podcast, but really like I'm finding that I haven't met any straight man who will act, who can actually, or I mean, if I have some people that are interested in, in interviewing, no doubt, but mm-hmm. that actually are, feel this way because they yeah. feel so confident in their career and who they are and totally. walk into a room and it's like, ugh, like I, what's that like? Cause I can't uh, do that. I know. It's like, you don't want to generalize, but there's a reason there's a generalization. <laughs> yeah. But it's so deeply yeah. ingrained, like totally. being, being a woman and being constantly marginalized and being constantly like, you know, you're paid less for one. You mm-hmm. have like, like, gosh, like you have to ask for more and then backpedal it and be like, Nope, mm-hmm. just kidding. Um, it's, it's tough. And it's like, if there had been a college class for me that was like, here's all of the crap that's going to happen. That's going to make you really sad 
once you leave here. I would have appreciated it because I was so unprepared for the workforce and I was so unprepared unprepared for just the amount of sexual harassment I would receive, the mm-hmm. amount of, mm-hmm. of um, being picked last, like, like last kid at dodgeball it felt like sometimes. <laughs> and it just... I just would see my male counterpoints, you know, counterparts get more what they worked less. And I was working just as hard, if not harder, and they were getting all of the credit or they were getting the promotion or they were getting the raise. And I just, it sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also think though that a huge factor was that I lived in Denver and Denver just was just kind of, I don't know, patriarchal a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. like kind of an old dude white man's club a little bit with like companies that had been established for a while, especially in advertising and and marketing, which was what I was doing. So I just kind of never got off to a good start there. (laughs) Yeah. I I think that, um, yeah, I mean, I think it happens everywhere. I think a lot of, I think a lot of these patterns and like deeply, um, ingrained beliefs can be shifted um and it's i mean it's up to us like i mean who who's going to change it like we can either just go with it and believe it or (laughs) we can change it um but yeah i i I mean that's why i left corporate because i i was like why am i working so hard to keep somebody else's business going when I don't align with their values and they don't appreciate what I'm doing, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So that, I mean, that's why I, that's why I left personally. Um, yeah. yeah. So I guess kind of, um, you know, with your new business, like with your business model and all the things that you're kind of doing now there, do you feel imposter syndrome come into play or have you kind of found ways to, to deal with that? Um, yeah. So, okay. So for me nowadays, and, and this, this will tie into tie a few things in. So, you know, as I mentioned, I work with women with chronic illness and, um, and high sensitivity. And the reason I do that is because I have a lot of experience with these things as I I've been dealing with chronic illness since I was a child and, and high sensitivity. And, um, you know, with that, I've already, I've already done the thing where I've worked myself into the ground and I've, um, sorry, there's a little bit of background noise. It's probably this really annoying mockingbird that, uh, <laughs> if I kill it, I will go to jail. So yeah, it's like, it, it hears me record. Yeah. Um, so just for my listeners, um, this is the last <laughs> podcast I will be recording at my kitchen table. My chair has finally come. My desk finally came um and you will not have to hear this godforsaken bird ever sorry (laughs) (laughs) i I feel like i need to like cup the microphone (laughs) um anyway yeah so i so basically i've already done the thing where i've like made myself so sick that i've ended up in a hospital and i've completely lost myself in business um and it's taken me a long time to realize that that's not sustainable Um, and that's not, I mean, it's not sustainable in so many ways. And so what I'm doing now and how I've been, you know, how I've been running business for years and what I'm supporting other women in now is a much more, uh, nourishing, 
gentle, um, feminine integrated approach to business. You know, business is typically very masculine. And um, even when a woman is doing it, it's very, it's just masculine leaning. And so where I'm coming up against some of the imposter syndrome, um, first of all, there's the chronic illness aspect, which is very deep because as somebody who has chronic illness, I have a lot of uh, trauma around that where, you know, people have told me for years that I'm imagining my entire experience. So that, you know, um, makes me feel like nothing that I do is, is, is valid or it, it has in the past. It can, it can like kind of have that energy. Like, well, am I, am I legitimate? Like, <laughs> is anything that I do legitimate? It kind of just bleeds out. But also, you know, as somebody who needs to, who can't just grind, 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 and go, 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 because if I do that, I will maybe literally die. I, I have to make my work more compatible for myself. And I'm teaching other women and other people to do that. And somebody else who has absolutely no context or experience of what it's like to live in a body like mine or somebody else who has experiences like mine may call me lazy mm -hmm. or may call me whatever, whatever it is that they would want to project onto the experience and, and the technique that I'm using. And that, that has all of the, you know, the, the effects that like, you know, it, it can create some imposter syndrome. Like, well, am I lazy? And like, am I doing the right thing? And at, can I be successful? And am I teaching the right thing? Like all of the things that come with that. Cause like all these people who maybe are making more money and like all of the traditional benchmarks of success. Right. And they're doing it a completely different way, which doesn't necessarily align with my values or my lifestyle or my health, but I, it still brings in some imposter syndrome. Like, um, who, who am I to be teaching this if it's not leading to the same result? Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total yeah. sense. And, yeah. um, as a person, I try not to, I have friends that have chronic illnesses. I have friends mm -hmm. that have disabilities. I have a friend that has done a double hip replacement. I mean, mm -hmm. and she's a warrior and I, mm -hmm. and I respect the shit out of her, but mm -hmm. she comes up against having people not believe her constantly. Right. And yeah. it's, it's frustrating for me because I feel like it's not, you're right. No one, no one's in my body, right? right. No one's in my body. So they don't know if I'm in pain. They don't know how I'm feeling. And I think that in this kind of patriarchal society that we live in, mm -hmm. there's this, fe this feeling of, um, especially for women, it's, they won't believe me, you know, and it's, it's incredibly ingrained imposter syndrome because we're always told that we're less than, even if, right. even if, even if it's, you know, they'll say otherwise, or, oh, we love women and equal rights and all that shit. No, I'm always mm -hmm. less than. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, and I, I know that's a negative thing to think about, but it, it is, uh, it's a very much a thing that happens in being a woman. And so for you trying to create and shape a business and, and trying to do what you think is best, you know, I know that there's a lot of self-sabotage that can come around, but come along with it. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I another thread I want to pull in is that like, and I think that a lot of this is being um, illuminated right now mm -hmm. with COVID um, is the importance of mental wellness, mm -hmm. emotional wellness. 
and um, into, you know, listening to your body, being intuitive, um, because I think people are finally, again, like they have the space to notice that like the way that they've been existing hasn't been uh, wellness friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, it ha- it's been making them sick. And, you know, yeah, we can call it patriarchal. Um, it's very, it's very rigid. It's very, it, it, there's no space for nurturance mm-hmm. and care and really like tending to ourselves. And, you know, I think that a lot of people who are, are in the space of like, you know, they're incredibly able-bodied. They are, um, you know, whatever, whatever they're running on, whatever experience they're having and they're running on and they can just keep going and maybe, maybe one day they will break down, like whatever, but whatever they're in right now and they don't understand the importance of nurturance and care and rest. So they would look at, at, especially women, because women are cyclical beings more than, you know, more than men, they would look at us as the weaker, at the weaker being, as the weaker being, I mean. And yeah. so it's just, do you know what I'm saying? So it, 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 it tends to come back to being a woman. But, yeah. you know, I think that generally we're just kind of like the instruments of sensitivity that are, are like, hey, actually there needs to be some nurturance because we're human beings. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we're just... We're, we're cyclical, we're nature. And I, I, I do hope, and, and, and hopefully it's not just in my little bubble, but like, I hope that that's where we're heading as a society. Yeah, I hope for that as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really do. And I think at least if it's not the whole entire society, I think it needs to be a healthy thing of women helping women. Um, okay. understand themselves. Because um, yeah. I, I, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast once or had someone mention it, but um, I really think that the word boss babe or mm. slave babe or whatever that might be is toxic I because it. it pits <laughs> women against one another Yeah, and um, it doesn't build community. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think there's a difference between, you know, helping out one another and not having a label for it and just doing it out of the kindness of your heart and then putting a toxic label on something, which then makes people feel outcast and lesser than. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's unfortunately how kind of some of these groups end up being and going and, and it's not a dig on anyone. Um, It's Mm -hmm. just that unfortunately, like, you know, for people who are just like the small fish in the business group, they're going to look at the big fish and compare themselves. What they're not realizing is that, you're looking at someone's highlight reel. You're not looking at their bloopers or their outtakes. Mm -hmm. And it's incredibly hard. It's pot calling the kettle black for me to not sit there and compare myself to others or compare myself to other women or compare my, my path to another person's path because I don't know their full story Mm -hmm. and they don't know mine. And there's, you know, there's something to be said about, social media and how people use it and how it's really hurting the mental health of people. There's something to be said about how children and like little girls are using it, you know, and, and, and not being good with it. I don't know, but there's all kinds of cans cans of worms, but, (laughs) but what I, what I think like more than anything, you know, I just, my advice to anyone that would be listening that feels, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Oh God, I'm looking at everyone else and they have, I have less than them. Um, my great grandma always said, you have to count your blessings. And my mom repeats it till she's blue in the face to me. And it's something that I practice every day is gratitude. Mm -hmm. Um, 
while I might not have a job right now, while I might not have this, while I might not have that, I try to practice gratitude of, okay, but I'm in an incredibly healthy relationship or okay, but I own my house. You know, not necessarily those are benchmarkers, but I have to remind myself the things to be thankful for on a daily basis. Um, And I think that that's really important right now, especially given the pandemic. For sure. Yeah. Gratitude, a gratitude practice is essential. Yeah. Always bring you back to reality or the reality of, you know, that you are taken care of. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let's move kind of on to like the, Mm -hmm. the idea of success. Cause I kind of Mm -hmm. just like, we were kind of just kind of touching on it. Mm -hmm. So um, what does success look like to you? It looks different to everyone. And I always Mm -hmm. like hearing how people feel successful. Sure. Um, success to me, um, is making a positive impact and, um, being in alignment with my values and, um, being good to the planet and to my body and being honest and, um, showing up for community and, um, leaving things better than I found them, uh, having a willingness to grow and um, staying in a abundance mindset, which for me isn't just about wealth, uh, like monetary wealth. It's about like, it's kind of what you were saying with like women supporting women. Like it's not about being competitive. It's about knowing that there's enough to go around. And if you are, um, if you care enough about something like you'll want it to grow. And so yeah. that's what I mean by abundance. And so, yeah, it's just about being part of a ripple effect of healing. And yeah, yeah I'm kind of, I'm kind of a hippie. No, I mean, <laughs> she, she is my listeners. Um, she's a very beautiful woman that is very like, you look at her and you're like, okay, she's very spiritual and Aww. in touch with the planet, which is not a bad thing at all. I mean, I, I wish I was more in tune with a lot of things. I think I'll get there. Um, but I definitely think that's really beautiful. And, um, I love that you're living your truth right now. I think that that's like the biggest takeaway for me out of this. Well, actually in meeting you, I was very inspired by you. Cause you just kind of were like, this is me, I'm going to do it. And, uh, to hell with anyone else. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> um, and I really appreciate that about you because it's inspired me to make changes in my life, in my mental health, in my career and in my, um, in my passions that kind of shifted. And a lot has, a lot of it has to do with kind of having these women in my life, you're included that do inspire me. That is what I mean when I say, you know, community and, and I feel like you successful when I'm helping others achieve their goals. Yeah. And so I'm a huge networker. Like I, if I know I can help someone out, I'm like, okay, you know, oh, oh, you know, Mel would be great for this. Here's Mel's contact. Or if I hear of someone needing something, I'm very, um, network based in the way that I'll throw business people's way if they've done right by me. I'm the same way. It's like, why not? Right. And I don't mean that negatively. Like, I, I don't, I, I try, I try to be as, you know, forthright as possible, but like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if there's someone that's done a really good job or a really good thing, or I know them, or I know they're struggling, even if they're not struggling and I can send them a project, I always try to, I try to help my circle out by cross pollinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think that that's like, 
been, I, I don't know, it, it brings me joy in a way because I know I'm helping someone else achieve their goals in a weird way. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's, that's what, I think that's also like where a lot of sustainability and community is based. Yeah. You know, you can't just like hoard everything, hoard energy. That's not sustainability. It's, I mean, that's not sustainable. So it's great. And there's no more Mockingbird, by the way, because I got up and- You I, killed it? No, I wish I did. No, <laughs> oh, that's horrible, but <laughs> um, I actually like unclipped my headphones and like as quietly as possible, tried to move my chair and ran as quietly as possible to the door while you were speaking. I knew what you were going to say because I have your interview questions in front of me, but I was like, oh no, like I have to do this as fast as possible. And then my husband came home like maybe a minute or two after this. And I, I, I had sent him a text message in another tab and I was like, I hate this bird. It's, <laughs> it's ruining my life. I hate it. Cause it just, it, I mean, nature's beautiful, but like choosing a tree. So, so anyway, to my, to my listeners, I promise you moving forward, you will not hear a chirping bird. I had no idea it was that loud until it's I- It's funny because I actually really enjoy hearing birds. Like when I'm talking on the phone with yeah. people, I love hearing it in the background. And no, that one's I'm annoying. I'm just really sensitive. And like, so I was trying to answer and I was like very distracted by the bird. No, the bird, the bird wants its own show. <laughs> anyway, we're getting off topic there. Sorry. Um, I just wanted to clarify that because I'm not going to cut out the bird because I can't, I'm not an audio technician. So um, I think we've really explored the idea of imposter syndrome and the idea of imposter syndrome as being a small mm-hmm. business owner, the idea of imposter syndrome regarding illness, mental health, wellness, spirituality, and fitting in. So let's move on um, to mm-hmm. my favorite parts of, you you know, any of my interviews, it's always things you're fanatical about and unpopular opinions. Mm-hmm. And um, so something that I'm fanatical about right now is the fact that we just redid our front yard and we're about two days away from it being completely the way we want it to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm just excited to finally be able to live. I'm so sick of house projects, mm-hmm. but I'm grateful for this time to get to make the house that we purchased the way we want it. So um, you know, there's a few more projects we're going to have to do, but I'm really loving the yard and the I can't wait to come and see it when we, I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah. The final things that the, like by the, you know, the final things that have to be done on it, um, are really just minor at this point. And the major grunt work was like getting bushes removed and then getting new turf. And they were also the most expensive parts, but the most painless because we paid someone to do it, which, you know, when you're doing it yourself, it's a lot more expensive of course <laughs> not not a lot more expensive but a lot more time-wise expensive mm-hmm. yeah and it would have been done right <laughs> <laughs> which ends up being expensive yes <laughs> well cool that's exciting yeah so what, you're asking me what I'm fanatical about mm-hmm. <laughs> um so it's funny like I remember when I answered the question I was like how do I answer this I um I think I'm just going to wing it right now, but I, so I'm really, I really am into nuance. Like I love details Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's kind of just like what makes up your experience. And so, um, whether that is in like how you prepare a meal or present it or how you're, um, I'm really into language and like the power of words. I feel like, um, language is like, like it's, they call it spelling and it's like you're spelling out your reality and it's kind of it's kind of witchy and maybe like cheesy to some people but 
I really am careful with the words that I choose um, because I'm listening to everything that I say. So I'm, uh, I'm just very mindful of that. And I also, as I listen to people, I, I'm, I guess you could call it fanatical. Um, and I love plants very, very, I have like relationships with my plants. <laughs> um, and they teach like plants and nature just teach me like everything. Um, and I guess in like more of a, like, what about, what do I like really love, love, love? Like when it comes to like funny things, I, I love like little, like tiny little things. Like I love watching the tiny kitchen. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched tiny kitchen? Yes. <laughs> I okay. love that. Yeah. And just like little, like, it's like almost like calming for my system to watch like little things being made and just, I don't know. It's so but I don't have any, like, I'm not, like, obsessed with any, like, shows or anything like that. I just, like, I just am really in touch with, like, little details of things and learning from that and experiencing, like, multi-sensory experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. To touch yeah. on Tiny Kitchen, I don't yeah. know why, but I love tiny things, too. Yeah. I, I just, they're just so cute. Sure, it's so cute. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, and that's so cute because it's like they're cooking for a hamster. Yeah. And it's like, how did they make this? I don't know how you did it, but oh my gosh, it's so cute. Yes, yeah. I agree with you. And I love that. And um, I'm trying to get better about plants because when I met you, I said, how do I not kill every plant? Because I just want to love it too much. Yeah. So I bought some new plant babies and I'm just trying to like let them do their thing. Um, and I will water them only occasionally because I bought a elephant watering can that comes on Friday. So Friday will be the day that I kind of go around and make sure that everyone's got the water that they need. But we'll talk about this offline. Exactly. (laughs) Um, but I just want to make sure that I'm not fucking it up. So, um, yeah, I, I tend to buy plants because I think they're beautiful and then I try to force them into my environment and 99% of the time that it does not work. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that more. <laughs> so um, I love your fanatical uh, answer. So let's move on to unpopular opinions. Uh, this one's funny to me. It's funny okay. to me, but it's also like it's accurate right now because I've been thinking the same thing. Um, but okay. Just go for it. Okay. So my unpopular opinion, it's, it's funny when I first felt like when we first connected about this, I was like, I'm not sure if it's going to be, but I'll, I'll, I'll check it out just to make sure that I can actually have an opinion about this. So I think that Tiger King is absolute trash and it's everything that's wrong with our country. And I'm shocked at even like some of the people who are talking about it. I'm like, you watched that show. Like you spent your energy watching that show. I think that it's everything wrong with the country because it's like animal, animal abuse. It's, like offering sensation for people who are unethical, who just don't deserve the energy and time and money that that they're getting. And it's just creating like highly distracting meme fodder mm-hmm. and rewarding people for horrible inhumane behavior. And I'm like, why is this getting the attention and the energy, especially right now when we need to be healing as a society? And again, I know I'm kind of a hippie and like idealistic, but like this is just toxic. And so I just can't believe that people are so obsessed with it and love it so much. Yeah. Um, I did watch it. I thought it was funny and humorous in a lot of ways, but I also didn't, it, it, it irked me in many other ways where it was like, mm-hmm. look, like none of this is good. Like she killed her husband. 
he he forced people to be <laughs> i don't gay. know any of the details you know they what i mean like it's, it's just it's dumb like and yeah. they he like he had like three husbands and he was threatening to kill this woman and he's in jail for attempted murder on this woman and yeah and like one of his lovers committed suicide by a drug or i don't know it's all crazy but yeah regardless i agree with you the memes it's just like okay it's now what we've been in quarantine for two months i don't need to see more carol baskin stuff it's to the point where like on tiktok it's just like i have tiktok because bored but <laughs> i can't even really load it anymore because it's like carol baskin it's like it's just, killed her it's, it's, husband yeah. whacked him i'm like oh my gosh like it's not funny anymore <laughs> It's not funny yeah. anymore. It was kind of funny because I have I have uh, extended my husband's extended family there in Oklahoma, and like there was kind of like a uh, there was a, a family tie there, and now it's like okay, can you stop tagging me in this shit? Like I don't want to be in the meme group. I don't want to. I don't want a shirt that says Carol Baskin. Like I just please like stop. It's kind of like Tiger King was the first thing people were obsessed over in quarantine then there was animal crossing then there was I've banana never bread heard of that before <laughs> animal crossing is a game on the switch and there okay. was banana bread and then there was let's make all of our own sourdough and i just feel like it's just people hopping on trends and the other thing that annoys me too and i'm sorry i'm just jumping on the soapbox with you the other thing that annoys me too and you know what at, you can at me all you want to my listeners the other thing that annoys me is when someone gets sucked into Tiger King two months later. Like we all already <laughs> like, and then your timeline reinfects with all the memes <laughs> again. And there's a thing like for me, like I'm, a, I'm very good at the internet. There's a reason I work in digital marketing. Yeah. I love Reddit. So if I've probably seen whatever meme you're tagging me in and I probably totally. saw it three or four or five months ago and I don't need to see it again. Totally. Yeah, PSA for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because like, so, so, you know, I know that I'm like talking about certain things and like people who don't know me might make judgments about me and that's I, fine. I don't care. But, um, I also, I'm like, I, I live very much in the earthly, earthly realm too. And also on the internet, I'm very good at the internet. And, um, I think that's one of the reasons it bothers me so much because I'm like, like scrolling, I, yeah, Joe, Joe like, exotic scrolling, just, Joe exotic. Yeah. And, and I, and also because like, I just know, like, I see how powerful certain things can be, right? Like, like, look how that exploded. Look how much of a ripple effect that had, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, why are we, like, that's, why are you wasting so much energy? Like, and I'm not, like, I'm all about fun and, like, mm -hmm. you know, there's going to be some kind of distraction. We need mm -hmm. distractions and some, like, you know, we need to be soothed in some way i'm not saying everything should all be serious and all be this and blah 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 but like it's just that that kind of like feeding that energy that is just so toxic and is actually just in like reinforcing so many of the things that have actually led us into this pandemic i think mm -hmm. like it just feels so counterintuitive and really moving away from healing and so that's that's why i yeah think that that in particular like yeah yeah and it, I, i'm all about i love memes i i yeah. share memes <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah and i will say too to my listeners like we're not standing on a soapbox about this <laughs> because and, and we're not not going to address the elephant in the room we love the bachelor we understand <laughs> it's trash but the bachelor has never abused an animal yeah, yeah. that i've had to see 
So anyway, yeah, I, I, I mean, I watched, I watched Tiger King. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was funny. The memes were funny at first. And now I'm just like, okay, dude, like it's been, it's been two months. Like let's move on. And I'm really glad that probably quarantine will extend into Halloween season. Cause a hundred percent, you know how many Zoe, Joe exotics and Carol Baskins there's going to be this freaking Halloween. I'm, I'm just going to stay home. <laughs> no way. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, Tiger King's trash. That's my unpopular opinion. Yeah, and it's fine. I, I, I agree. You know, and honestly, like, I just feel like at this, you're right. Like, people, sh- there's just more, there's better ways to nourish yourself. And that mm-hmm. is called 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh. So what, given the state of quarantine and the pandemic and all of that, <laughs> what is currently making you happy in the world? Um, so... Building my new program, for, uh, like I've been really getting very clear on what my offer is and how to align that with my truth. And it's making me happy. It's also very in a very uncomfortable process for me mm-hmm. because, it, you know, I am used to like working hard and I'm uh, with everything going on, it's being amplified how much I actually hustle against my values. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing that. Um, but, you know, my new program, uh, the main mission in it is offering more accessibility to women who might not have ever thought that they could even afford or um, relate to a business coach. So I'm going to be releasing that. And I also have been just really taking care of myself. I've been connecting with a lot of women and and empowering them. And uh, I also, I love being the good that's happening in the world. There's a lot of shit happening right now but there's also a lot of communities that are uniting that are being generous and I love seeing that that there's a lot of good happening too and there's a lot of like there's a lot of issues that are coming to the surface that really need addressing yeah and I love that you say that about communities because um I've never felt I've lived a lot of places um in terms of like where I lived in Denver and in Colorado and college and all that. And I've never really felt, felt connected to like my neighbors, um, at Mm -hmm. all. Not even when I lived, like I had neighbors that I was friends with in in Golden Hill when I lived in Golden Hill in San Diego, but Mm -hmm. you know, and, and we kind of had friends when we lived in Denver in our apartment complexes, but not really people kind of generally just keep to themselves. But I moved to Lemon Grove. Um, we bought a house in Lemon Grove and I joined, the Facebook community page that they have, mm-hmm. which is like Lemon Grove Neighborhood Watch and support. And the the way that group has come together, this is where the free meals are provided. I have mm-hmm. some supplies. Here's my address. Feel free to come mm-hmm. and take what you need. I won't even judge you. I turned my free library into a necessities pantry. If you need something, let me know. Totally. Um, I was laid off from work. Is there anyone that's older that can't go to the stores? Can I go get you groceries? Um, you don't even have to pay me back. I, I want to do it out of the kindness of my heart. Like that kind of stuff makes me happy to see. Yeah, and, totally. And it wasn't until my new neighbors moved in um, who bought the house and they're lovely that we've ever felt like we actually lived in a community that cared. Um, and now it's like, it's, it's just, it, I feel a lot happier in my home. Yeah. One, because the person the people that like don't live there anymore with Dennis, the menace, the child. And they're, they're, they're new, the new, the new girl that lives next door is super excited about the fact that we're getting a puppy and she's super sweet and her birthday. I know her birthday. I'm going to get her a present, Mm -hmm. you know, that, but anyway, that's just like 
and w the, this stuff has really made me realize that community is completely, completely important. And I haven't felt community in a really long time. I've always felt like it was me first and then you later. And yeah. so it's nice. It's nice to kind of explore that now. Totally. Yeah. I've, I actually have gotten really close with my neighbors. I didn't know them before and I really wanted to know them. I just moved into a new place a couple months before this happened. And now we like, I mean, we like sit in our courtyard, you know, six feet apart. We'll have like a Friday happy hour or That's like, nice. you know, we, I, she ran out of coffee. I saw that on her Instagram. I was, and I met, I'm like, let me bring you coffee. Like, it's just like, that's yeah. how I want my, I want my neighborhood to be. So. Exactly. Yeah. And if anything, that's re this, this whole thing is retraining the system. And again, mm -hmm. it goes back to, we just have to be better than we were. Mm -hmm. Like we need to go back to a simpler time where we mm -hmm. all cared. Like technology is really, it's been beautiful, but it's also really divided us. Totally. Um, and so I think it's beautiful kind of when I see stuff like this or I hear things like that, that's when I'm like, okay, this is not all in vain. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm glad that that brings you joy and it brings me joy too. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're coming to the end and this is the portion where I always give my guests the floor to promote whatever they'd like to promote. So Mel, what would you like to promote? Um, sweet. So I am, like I said a few minutes ago, I'm building, um, I'm actually about to launch a beta run of a new coaching program and it's, for women with chronic illness and high sensitivity, like anybody who relates to being a highly sensitive person. Um, and when I say chronic illness, I mean, and whether it's physical um, or mental illness, anything that really just kind of impacts you um, on a regular basis and um, you feel like you need just a more specialized approach to running your own business and mm -hmm. you want to be empowered in an online business. Um, and so, you know, with, within the program, I'm incorporating a lot of, um, more energetics, like, you know, how, uh, feminine energy can benefit your business and where masculine energy can benefit your business mm -hmm. and how to integrate all of that. Um, and how to be, how to allow your creativity to really support you through the process and, and building in rest and nurturance and nourishment. Um, so it's going to be a whole comprehensive, uh, four month program and um, just like I really got you back. So if you want to follow me on Instagram and uh, find out when that is launching, it's going to happen within the next month. I'm Melrose yeah. Prince. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Yep. And as always, listeners, all of this is in the description, links, mm -hmm. how to get in touch, any more information. Um, and uh, yeah. So to my listeners, please get in touch with Mel and or Melanie. Mel, mm -hmm. whatever. <laughs> I'm used to calling you Mel. Get in touch with Melanie and um, definitely do reach out. I will say that even though she and I are friends and I don't use her co coaching services, I will say that I feel like in my life as a friend, she's been very helpful for me to kind of enlighten me into some things that I might not necessarily think about. And I really appreciate that about her. So I have no doubt that her being a coach and being a listener will really help the situation, your situation if you're going through that. Thank you for saying that. I'm glad I've been positive impact. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, we've come to the end. Do you have any parting words for my listeners? Mm, you know, no, not really. You know, the one <laughs> thing that I love to tell people, I actually just wrote about imposter syndrome uh, like last week. And, and I just want to say that the reminder that you can never be like a, you can never be a faker if you're 
really strong in your truth. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today and for inspiring me to do this podcast. Yeah. To my listeners, you were listening to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. Uh, all the information will be in the description, as I mentioned, so you can get in contact with our guests today. But thank you so much, Melanie. I really appreciate you taking thank the time you today. For having me. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Hey listeners, I wanted to share a special promotion for you from Dash of Pep. Dash of Pep is a clothing boutique that offers non-binary clothing that has fun prints that support mental health and empowering you to be your best self. In this pandemic, it is great to shop small and support small businesses like Dash of Pep. More than 50% of my wardrobe is from her adorable store. Robin at Dash of Pep has graciously given me a promo code for you to use at checkout. Use PDKMO to receive 15% off your order. Again, that is www.dash of pep.com and you can enter pdkmo at checkout to receive 15% off your order. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.